What's up, everybody? Welcome back to more Shooting the Schmidt. I'm your host, Jonathan Smith, and I'm excited for today's show. Should be a good one. Probably going to be a little bit shorter. Not a whole lot going on on as of today. You know, today is Wednesday. So for today's show, we're going to kick it off with Monday Night Football. First of all, the Manning cast. Don't know whose idea it was. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, I, I don't know the ratings on it, but I... Based off of my Twitter feed and everything I saw on social media, I feel like most people watched the Manning cast. And I don't know if you watched it or not, but I know I did. I learned so much. I mean, you just learned so much from listening to you know two of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen play the game, Eli and Peyton Manning. When they brought on Russell Wilson in the fourth quarter, that made it even better. Um, they brought on Ray Lewis at one point, which made it great. And yeah, the Manning brothers, they just did such a great job despite all of the te- technical issues that they had, you know, being able to hear the ESPN producer, the fire alarm going off. It was a total train wreck, but still super entertaining. You know, the Manning brothers, once again, did a fantastic job. And I, I'm looking forward to th- this next week. I mean, they're, it's, it's going to be great, you know, watching them break down games again. Pat McAfee was awesome. You know, I don't know if you follow him on Twitter or not. Him kind of commenting on everything Peyton Manning was saying was super interesting because obviously you know, those guys know each other really well. But yeah, Manning cast, total W for ESPN. I thought it was spectacular. Now let's move on to the actual game. All these people freaking out about the Ravens losing. But look, the Ravens are going to be fine. The Raiders were supposed to win that game. First game with fans in a brand new stadium. Las Vegas was absolutely rocking. The Ravens signed like three running backs this week. The Ravens will be fine. Do not worry. Lamar Jackson's going to be fine. And I, I want to talk about Lamar Jackson. And I just, I don't understand some things with him. And by him, I mean with, with other people and their perception of him. So people absolutely love Cam Newton. But they don't really love Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson receives so much criticism, and I just do not understand it. I mean, they're so similar in how they both lit it up in college. Obviously, Cam Newton, number one overall pick coming out. Lamar Jackson, last pick of the first round. But they're both they both super dynamic. Neither one of them are great throwers of the football. But there's all these people out here talking about how Cam Newton deserves to play in the NFL. And look, I'm sorry, but if if Bill Belichick cuts you, that's really all that I need to know. It means that you're just not cut out for this. Now, maybe you know he's, he's cut out for it somewhere else, but he's just not cut out to be a Patriot. And I'm going to trust Bill Belichick more than really just about anybody. And we, we look at Lamar Jackson. And all this guy's done is win ever since he got into the NFL. He's 30-8 and in regular season games. He won a playoff game last year. Came back from behind and won a playoff game last year. And look, he's thrown the ball well. His passer rating is higher than Cam Newton's. His passer rating since the end of the league is over 90, which is really impressive. Lamar Jackson can play. And I just understand like he doesn't throw a really pretty football like Patrick Mahomes does and Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady. But look, man, he, he led the league in, in touchdown passes two, two years ago when he won his, his MVP. He threw, what, 36 touchdown passes? Like, that's that's over two a game. Like I said, that led the league. 
So yeah, it's just one of these things that I just don't really understand why people don't love Lamar Jackson as much as they should because he's super dynamic, so much fun to watch. He he gets me to a TV. I don't care. Like you know, they could be playing. I don't know Akron. <laughs> I'm gonna watch just to watch Lamar Jackson play. So yeah, we're, we're gonna take a short break and we come back. I'm gonna come back to my. I guess we can call them the my NFL eye catchers. You know, so just some teams who really kind of popped after we've now seen every game this week. So I'm excited to get in, get into that and then we will close the show talking about the new AP poll. And yeah, I'm super excited for both. Can't wait to get into it. So we're, we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be right back with more Shooting the Schmidt. And we're back with more Shooting the Schmidt. Man, all right. So I'm, I'm calling this my, my NFL eye catchers. I don't really, couldn't really come up with, with a fancy name for it yet. I'm sure something will come to me at some point. So basically what this is, I'm basically going to, every week, Rank the top eight teams in the NFL. Now, Jonathan, why, why are you only doing eight? Why aren't you doing ten? Thirty-two teams in the league. This is the top quarter of the league. These are the true top-tier teams. Because the difference between, you know, nine and ten, not very big. The difference between nine and eight, though, I, I think that there's a pretty sizable leap there. So starting off at number eight, we got the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints looked awesome. Blew the Green Bay Packers out of the water. Made them look extremely unprepared and I probably have them low but here's the thing I want to see a little bit more from Jameis Winston all right I'm still a little apprehensive despite you know how well he he looked in that game I'm just a little ap- apprehensive here because look you know 30 touchdowns 30 picks the last time he was a starter for a full season obviously new coach new situation he's definitely matured quite a bit and <clears throat> you know I don't I just don't want to jump onto the bandwagon too, too quickly with the Saints. The defense looked good. They ran the ball well. Obviously, they have Alvin Kamara. Like I said, James Winston looked good. I just want to see a little bit more from them before I fully jump on the Saints bandwagon. Next at 7, I have the Chargers. I might have them low. I mean, they looked really, really good holding. I mean, look, they won 20-16 over a good Washington football team. I mean, they looked really good. The offensive line much improved. Uh, the left tackle that, that they drafted out of Northwestern this last year played really well. Didn't allow a single pressure, which is obviously huge from your rookie left tackle. Justin Herbert did Justin Herbert things. The defense played well, holding Washington, the Washington football team to only 16 points. The question for me with the Chargers is they're they're just they're really young. It's kind of the same thing with the Saints. I, w- I just want to see more from them. How do they handle success? How do they handle the expectations of this year? Because let's be honest, a lot of people are expecting this team to be a playoff team. So there's a little bit more pressure. So I just want to want to see how they handle that. I was really impressed. The way that they ended the game was just so impressive. They got the ball with about six minutes left, up 20-16, to 16, and they didn't give it back. The offensive line looks really good, much improved from last year. And, yeah, so I was really impressed with them. Number six, I've got the Cardinals. They mopped the floor with the Tennessee Titans. I'm, I may have them low. Like, this is another really good team, and the crazy thing is they're probably the worst team in their division. So who knows what their record's going to be at the end of the year. But, man, Kyler Murray looked really good. DeAndre Hopkins, the catch, the, the tippy-toe catch in the back of the end zone was nothing short 
of absolutely ridiculous. Okay, so like we know the offense is going to put up points. That's what Cliff Kingsbury does. But man, the defense, Chandler Jones, five sacks. J.J. Watt did a great job of helping them defend the run. Derrick Henry couldn't get going. Buda Baker, fantastic safety on the back end. Isaiah Simmons, you know, linebacker from Clemson who runs a 4-3. He's really improved. Xavier Collins, their first-round pick from last year, I believe, a linebacker out of Tulsa. He's improved. And just seeing the defense, because that was kind of the, the concern with the Cardinals. You know, like we know... Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, they sign A.J. Green, and it, it's it's Cliff Kingsbury. They're going to move the ball. They're going to put up points. question is, like, how is this defense going to look? And, man, did it look good. It looked really, really good. I was really impressed with them, and I, I'm excited to kind of see what else happens for them because there's this kind of underlying thing where it's like maybe, you know, the Titans aren't as good as we thought, you know, so – I'm I'm really excited for this Cardinals team and just kind of seeing what they do going forward. Number five, I have the 49ers. They're up 41 to seven at one point, I believe, is the score. They just they did exactly what they should do to the Lions. Jimmy G looked good. Trey Lance even came in for a couple snaps through a touchdown pass in the red zone. That was really interesting. I didn't think we'd see Trey Lance at all. But, yeah, interesting. I know that they've got some place for him in terms of the run game, but you're not going to show that against the Lions. You're going to wait for your divisional opponents, especially with their division being as good as it is. Yeah, really impressed with them. The The defense looked good, as which isn't a surprise. They've got so many dudes just all over the field. And we got exactly what we expected from the, the 49ers. They came out. They ran the ball really well. Debo Samuel looked awesome. George Kittle did, did George Kittle things. Kyle Shanahan, you know, one of the best coaches in the league, was really impressed with the 49ers. Number four, the Seahawks, man, they look good too. This NFC West division, man, it's nasty. Oh, it's so nasty. And I, I'm so excited to just see this division unfold throughout the year. And, man, Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, they've given Russell Wilson exactly what he wants. He has more control over the offense and the things that they do. He's kind of taken this next step from <clears throat> really good quarterback to really good quarterback and offensive coordinator. You know, just the checks he was making, he, he called some of the plays. You know, the, much more balanced attack. They didn't just, you know, line it up and run it, and then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter say, hey, Le- hey, Russell, you want to save us? So really impressed with them. They ran the ball well. The offensive line looked good. That's been concerned and. That's been a concern over these past few years. The defense, obviously, Pete Carroll, Bobby Wagner, um, Jamal Adams. You know, they've got dudes on that side of the ball. And, yeah, really impressed with the Seahawks. And, you know, this, this NFC West division is going to be super tight all year. It's definitely, definitely the best division in football. Yeah, so number three, I put the Chiefs here. Wasn't super impressed with them in the first half. You know, Mahomes did Mahomes things. He still hasn't lost in the month of September through his career, which is nothing short of ridiculous. You know, they they come back and win. They beat a good Browns team. The Browns just missed my top eight. I think they're they're probably at nine, not nine or ten. But yeah, I mean, look, Chiefs. They they look good. They they figured it out defensively in the second half. The offensive line figured it out in the second half. I was much more impressed with the second half version of the Chiefs this last week than I was 
the first half version. So that that's why they're at three. I didn't feel like they played a full a full four quarters and they still beat a really good Cleveland Browns team. Number two, I have the Buccaneers. It's like Jonathan, why do you have the Buccaneers in number two? They turned the ball over four times, you know, Cowboys threw it all over the field. <clears throat> if you can turn the ball over four times in the NFL and still pull out a win, that is extremely impressive. Like, that is, there aren't very many teams in the NFL who, who can turn it over four times and still come out with a W. And look, it's Tom Brady and Antonio Brown looked nothing short of awesome. I mean, he was awesome. They they turned the ball over four times and they, st- and they still scored over 30 points. That is extremely hard to do. They executed down the stretch, which isn't a surprise. It's a Tom Brady-led team. So, yeah, I was really impressed with them. You know, any team who can turn it over four times and win, I mean, they deserve to be, you know, somewhere on this list. And, look, it's Tom Brady. Like, I, I was going to put them in the top four no matter what, unless, you know, they, they lost to the Cowboys. Then I probably wouldn't have. But, yeah, really impressed with them. They'll get better as the year goes on. You know, especially with starters not playing as much in the preseason. You know, teams, they're still not, they're still knocking off some rust. You know, this next week should look a lot better. Number one, the Rams. Golly, the Rams look nothing short of spectacular. How could you not be impressed with them? Like, they look so good. Matt Stafford looks awesome. Connected on the two big bombs. They didn't even show everything offensively. They ran the ball well. Play, play action pass looked good. The receivers on the outside looked good. We know they have Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, two of the best defensive players in the league, obviously a new defensive coordinator this year. But look, they held a Bears offense to only 14 points, which is probably what they should do against that Bears offense. So, man, they look good. They looked to me like hands down the best team in the league, super prepared. Man, I was really impressed with them. So we're going to take a short break. But before that, let me run you through my list one more time. Number eight, the Saints, seven Chargers, six Cardinals, five 49ers, four Seahawks, Three Chiefs, two Buccaneers, coming in at number one, the Los Angeles Rams. So we're going to take a short break, and then when we come back, we'll look at the new AP poll for college football and some of the ridiculous votes that came through this week from these AP voters. Some of these guys need to have their voting privileges removed. So we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be right back with more Shooting the Schmidt. And we're back with more Shooting the Schmidt. Final segment of today, the new AP poll came out on Monday, I believe. Yeah, should should be Monday. And so let me let me pull that up real quick. You know me, super prepared. <laughs> and let's be honest here, not a surprise. Alabama ranked number one, Georgia number two. You know, Alabama got sixty of the sixty three first place votes, which is just so insane, especially this early in the year. Oklahoma coming in at number three. You know, I'm fine with that. Oregon jumping eight spots up to number four after they absolutely dominated Ohio State, who fell six spots. And it's not a surprise. You know, you beat Ohio State in the horseshoe the way that Oregon did. You should skyrocket up. Um, the highest-ranked team in the Big Ten comes in at number five, Iowa. These voters really like Iowa. I want to see a little bit more from their offense. You know, they're in front of Clemson and I don't think they're better than Clemson. 
I just I think if Clemson played Iowa, Clemson would beat them pretty handily. But you know, re- record matters. You know, Iowa's beaten two ranked teams this year, so I don't have a problem with them being a five. But I do think if they played Clemson, Clemson would beat them. Clemson comes in at number six. A and M fell two spots down to seven after narrowly beating Colorado. Starting quarterback goes down. I'm I'm fine with them falling. Number eight, we got Cincinnati, the highest-ranked team in Ohio. (laughs) That's, oh, man, that makes me happy. (laughs) Highest-ranked team in Ohio, number eight, the Cincinnati Bearcats. They They play Notre Dame this year. That is a game that is circled. They play Indiana this week. That's a good football team. And then they play at Notre Dame. That game's going to be so much fun to watch. Look, Cincinnati, with all these teams that are losing... They can beat Notre Dame and UCF, and they win all their other games. Man, they've got a real shot here at quite possibly making the playoffs. So, like Cincinnati, circle them. This may be the first time a non-power five school makes the playoff. If these teams, you know, keep losing, you know, Oregon's probably going to mess up at some point. Probably lose to UCLA or a team that they shouldn't lose to. And if that happens, I mean, it really opens it up because right now. We're headed towards an Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Oregon playoff. But if you know Oklahoma slips up and loses to Texas, or Oregon loses to UCLA or USC or whoever, then all of a sudden, like Cincinnati has a real shot at breaking into the playoff. So number nine, Ohio State. You know they fail quite a bit. This is probably about where they should be. You know, C.J. Stroud once he makes those improvements, you know they'll they'll be fine. So if you're an Ohio State fan, you know, no need no need to panic. Number 10 Penn State, they are they're overrated. I don't think that they're the 10th best team in the country. The defense is good. I want to see more from the offense. And look, we're we're going to find out a lot about them this week when when they play Auburn. Auburn's got a really legit defense. And yeah, I cannot wait for that game. It is judgment day for Penn State and Auburn at number 11 we got the Florida Gators. They won't be ranked 11 much longer. They are about to get absolutely crushed by Alabama. The line on that game's actually come down. It was 16 and a half. It's down to 14 and a half. It's going to be interesting to see what Florida does at quarterback. I believe that they should make the switch to Anthony Richardson, aka AR15, the best nickname in all of college football. But you know they'll, they'll probably ride with. Their, their current starter right now. We'll see Anthony Richardson, though, at some point in that Alabama game, without a doubt. Number 12, Notre Dame. They dropped four spots, as they should, as they barely beat Toledo. 32-29, excuse me. They barely beat Florida State. And this Florida State team just got beat by an FCS school, Jacksonville State. So, yeah, this Notre Dame team definitely needs to drop. I'm not really buying into their quarterback. He's going to have to improve a lot, especially if they want to beat this Cincinnati Bearcats team who can really play. Speaking of the Cincinnati Bearcats, Luke Fickle to USC. I'm calling it right now. That is who I believe will get the job. Number 13, UCLA. Really good football team. Are they a top 15 team? I don't know. We'll see. I I want to see a little bit more from them because let's be honest, like that LSU team – not very good. They struggled with McNeese State this last... They, I wouldn't say LSU struggled with McNeese State, but 
They definitely didn't look great against McNeese State. They only put up 34 points. Like, that's meh. So, we'll kind of see how UCLA looks forward. This Fresno State team pushed Oregon to the brim in week one. You know, so it's it's going to be kind of a, a tough matchup this week for UCLA. Those guys out there at Fresno State, they can really play. Number 14, Iowa State. This is probably about where they should be. They got manhandled by Iowa this last week. You know, they just turned the ball over way too much. You know, so much for them being a Final Four team like a bunch of, like some people thought that they would be. Number 15, Virginia Tech. You know, they've got their big win over UNC, which UNC has looked really good since that loss. Obviously, you know, one game, but they looked really good this last week. Coastal Carolina coming in at 16. Ole Miss at 17. This Ole Miss team is good. I just I want to see more from the defense. Their, their judgment week is coming. Okay, they have Tulane this week, and then they get Alabama the following, and it'll it'll be fun. That's that's definitely you know their, their judgment days. And look, it's always fun with Lane Kiffin taking on Nick Saban. Great great ch- chess match there. Wisconsin coming in at eighteen. You know they lost to Penn State early this this last year or the first week of the year. So it's probably about where they should be. Nineteen Arizona State Arkansas. Breaking into the top 25 for the first time since 2016 after their dominant win over Texas. And look, Arkansas is about to be ran through the ringer real quick. So they have Georgia Southern this week. They should win that game. And then they play A&M. And then they play Georgia. And then they play Ole Miss. And then they play Auburn. So they've got a what should be an easy game this week, followed by four really tough games as conference play kicks up for them. 21, North Carolina, 22, Auburn. You know, they're, they're playing Penn State. We're going to find out a lot about this Auburn team. They looked really good in their first two games of the year against their cupcake opponents. BYU breaks in at 23. Miami falls to 24. And in at number 25, you got Michigan, which is absolutely ridiculous. And so there's a account on Twitter who releases the AP votes every single week. You know, you can see which voters voted for who and things like that. So here, is th- some of these things are just absolutely ridiculous. Michigan got a vote to be ranked 15th in the country, which is absolutely absurd. Okay, they beat a Washington team who couldn't beat Montana State, and they played a cupcake week one and one. Okay, like, come on now. That's absolutely ridiculous. LSU got a vote to be ranked 19th, which is just stupid. Nothing short of it. Okay, they got... Their doors blown off by UCLA week one and didn't look good against a McNeese State team. UCF got a vote to be ranked 13th. Absolutely ridiculous. Multiple voters ranked North Carolina ahead of Virginia Tech. And look, I know that the AP poll doesn't matter, but at the same time it does. It affects who gets game day and things like that. Look, if if these voters aren't going to watch the game, they don't need to have a vote. This is absolutely ridiculous. And golly, man, that's absolutely ridiculous. Week one, someone voted Arizona, voted for Arizona Arizona to be ranked, and Arizona had lost twelve games in a row. I mean, that's just unacceptable. You know, these these guys, these AP voters, need to be held to a higher standard. So that's it here. Uh, I could go in, into the Clay Helton stuff, but let's be honest. Like we know who the guys are: Eric Bieniemy, Luke Fickle, Hugh Freeze. Dan Mullen's been rumored, but Dan, Dan Mullen's not going there. Apparently, they've been talking to James Franklin, head coach at Penn State. So we'll kind of see, 
you know, that may be an option. But, look, this Penn State team's really good. I don't think James Franklin's going to leave. And then, obviously, Urban Meyer is another option. So, you know, we'll see as we get into the offseason, you know, talk about who the next USC head coach. That's really going to pick up. And I just kind of want to save all the content for when that time of the year comes around. So, that's going to do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen. You know, follow me on Twitter at jschmidt underscore four. Follow me on TikTok at Shooting the Schmidt. Follow on Instagram at jschmidt underscore four. All that kind of stuff. So, that's going to do it here. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll talk to you all again on Friday. Mm-hmm.